Welcome friends. We are your hosts, Sandy and Wade, baby best friends turned husband and wife and business partners. This podcast is for the dreamers, the movers and shakers, and those who seek to attract their dream life. Strap in, getting magnetic in three, two, one. Like attracts like. If you see it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand. You just decide what it's gonna be, who you're gonna be, how you're gonna do it. And then from that point, the universe is gonna get out your way. This moment in time, this is your time to rise. Today's episode is brought to you by the 90 Day Habits Journal. When we think about what changes our life, it's truly our habits. Our life is a result of our daily habits. If you're a network marketing professional, Let's say you started the business. Okay, what's next? What habits do I build day in, day out to build this business, this vehicle to where I want to go? That's where the 90 Day Habits Journal comes in. It's structured. It's a system, a daily method for success where you pour in 20 minutes of mindset, 20 minutes of relationship building, 20 minutes of follow-up. In one hour and 60 minutes, you can get more done than you would in in a normal day, unorganized, disorganized, not knowing what to do. So head to 90dayhabits.co and you can use getting magnetic 15 for 15% off. So if you're anything like me, you may get to a point in your business where you feel like you need some one-on-one coaching. You need some accountability. Maybe you're ready to level up in your business and you're really hard on yourself and you feel like you need someone outside of you to help hold you accountable, to help you see those blind spots, to help you do that deep inner work and figure out like, what are those limiting beliefs? What is holding you back? And just to help you overall blossom and become a better version of you. So a few months ago, I actually hired Kayla Kraft with Mommy Millionaire. I've been working with her and she has an incredible program called the Millionaire S Society. So if you're an entrepreneurial mom who needs a high-level coach to finally break through without paying the high-level fees, this could be a program for you. So because you guys are loyal listeners of our podcast, Mommy Millionaire is offering you a 25% off discount on your first month of the Millionaire S Society. So head over to mommymillionaire.co slash critides, C-R-I-T-I-D-E-S, that's mine and Wade's last name, to sign up and take advantage of this amazing offer. Trust me, you're going to be thrilled that you did this. Fired up for today's guest and episode. This one we really dive deep on tangible tips for network marketing professionals on growing their business on things like duplication, tap rooting, leadership, a lot of different things that Rob pulls 10 years of network marketing experience from. Um, Rob built a business for 10 years. He actually sold that business and now he's a speaker. He's an author of one of the the hottest books in network marketing, The Game of Networking. He's spoken in 18 countries and counting. He shared the stage with Magic Johnson, Les Brown, John Maxwell, a bunch of legends. He's just, he's a big player in the space. We were we are so excited to connect with him um, and do part one of this two-part interview on his podcast, Network Marketing Breakthroughs. And let's get, let's get Rob going on the show. Here we go. Let's get into part two. We are so excited to welcome Rob Sperry onto the show. This is actually a two-part series. We went on to Rob's podcast, Network Marketing Breakthroughs with Rob Sperry, and did part one of this interview. And we were like, let's hop on to Getting Magnetic and do part two. So if you guys haven't listened to part one yet, 
Stop what you're doing. Go over, subscribe to Network Marketing Breakthroughs and check out part one of this. And we are really pumped to bring Rob on because he provides value. You know, we actually got to know him right before that interview and we're like, oh man, he's an awesome guy too. Not only is he a network marketing legend and a trainer and a coach and a speaker and all the things which I'm excited to dive into, but he's just like a really good guy too. Like he's someone that like you could be friends with. So welcome to the show, Rob. We'd love for you just to share, you know, a little bit more about your background overall and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, well, first off, congrats to you guys. It's been uh, it's fun to see your guys' success and see how fast you guys have been willing to just scale and try new things. And like you guys say, uh, you know, just just get messy with it, right? And make make mm-hmm. it happen and fail forward. So that's that's fun to see because a lot of people just kind of stop and they get stuck. And you guys are just keep pushing yourself with that ambition. And so it'll be fun to see where your podcast goes. I know it's going to keep growing and keep crushing it. So congrats there. And then my story, I'll give the highlight version. I was a tennis guy. I played semi-professional tennis, played college tennis, did the only thing I've ever done in my life. And from teaching tennis, uh, that's where I transitioned is teaching tennis. And then I got my dream job, 24 years old. I'm running a tennis club. I'm like, Oh my goodness. All the other tennis club guys are like 45 to 60. And this is amazing. But I quickly realized that I hit the ceiling for, for where I was at, where I live It was about a hundred thousand dollars a year, phenomenal money for a 24 year old. But I knew 20 years from now, I wasn't going to be making much more. So I went to every person in the tennis club and I'm like, Hey, what'd you do? How'd you make your money? What'd you do? How'd you make your money? A couple of those people actually are, are billionaires a couple, several of those people made, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars. But because I was teaching their kids tennis, they said, yeah, come over to my house. I'll mm-hmm. teach you this. I'll teach you that. And so I just picked their brains for about three years. One of those people has made $30 million in network marketing and was so retired, didn't even go to his own events. So I didn't know he did network marketing. I thought he just did real estate because he took his network marketing money and invested in real estate. So I went to his house for three years. He would teach me and train me and mentor me. And three years later, long story short, he decided that he was going to come out of retirement, go all out crazy, crush it. So I was one of the first people that he approached and he personally mentored me and groomed me. And I always say there's highlight version and there's behind the scenes. So highlight version, my first month, first three weeks, I did $45,000 in sales create a very, wow. very large paycheck, if you can imagine, with with bonuses. And I'm like, this is insane. Fifth month, I made less than $400 for the month. And wow. I had quit my job way too soon. Don't do that. I confused <laughs> residual income with bonus income. Don't be stupid like me. And, uh, and I didn't know if I was supposed to laugh or cry at that check. I worked about 80 <laughs> hours a week. I could have gone to work at McDonald's making minimum wage and I was filthy rich compared to what I had made in network marketing. I'm like, what did I get myself into? My wife's like, is this thing going to work? And of course I'm like, uh-huh. And in my mind, I'm like, I have a freaking clue, <laughs> right? Um, and so, you know, those, there was the highs and the lows. I built my business in 40 countries. I ended up becoming the top recruiter out of a million distributors. But I share that check because, you know, there were there were – many, many times, not just one time where, you know, I just, I wasn't making very much, especially for how much I worked. I just, I just failed my way forward much, much faster than most people. I have a really good ability to learn how to learn. It just takes me longer than most, but I'm really tough. And so eventually I figure it out, even though it takes me longer than, than most. So now it's been fun. Now I, you know, do the fun podcast. I've spoken in 18 countries the last 
four years, not much. The last, obviously, year with the chaos in the world, more virtual, um, and written five books now, which uh, school was one of my biggest struggles ever. So first book took me almost eight years to write, and then the next book took me two years. So I'm getting a little better, a little faster, but uh, mm-hmm. that's that's a little bit of the highlight version and and uh, a little bit of, of the story of some of the highs and some of the lows. Mm. So good. I so relate to you in struggling with school. Like school was never something that came natural to me. Like I wanted to be a good student and I'd show up to school. Like I never like ditched class or anything and I did extra credit and I'd sit in the front, but like, I don't know. I wasn't a good test taker. Like studying didn't like stick. Like I've always been, I always was like, if I could make money or make a living off of like being a good friend and like, just like networking. Like I'd be amazing at that. But I was like, how do you do that? And I never knew until network marketing came into my life. <laughs> and by the way, next time you're in California or next time we're in Utah, we need to all play tennis because I love tennis. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's play do it. Tennis. So good. Wow. Love your story. Okay. So obviously like you've actually been in network marketing like way longer than we have, you mm-hmm. know, a lot more than we do in this space and um, have spoken on stages with some legends and just have so much experience. I'd love to dive in, you know, a good chunk of our listeners are network marketers. I would love if we could go into like with some of the experience that you have, like, I want to talk about duplication. I want to talk about like, why is it important to duplicate yourself? How do you do that? What are some things you learned like along the way, do you have systems or tips or tricks or I don't know what, what comes up for you when you hear duplication? Oh my goodness. So much. I just finished doing three days of talking about it. And so it's like, Oh, where do you start? Cause it's so yeah. fun, exciting. So you guys can just interrupt me anytime, like ask questions, point of emphasis or anything like that. Um, the first thing is we know is that yeah, successful people just do the basics better. Like think of, the best golfers. I'm not a great golfer, but you know, I start out and I want to go like hit a putt from 20 feet and sink it. The best golfers, they start out like really close, like inches away, a foot or two feet away. And they're tapping in and they're doing the basics. Tennis players. I still start out at half court. All the pros start out half court. You know, you're just warming up like really short court. So with those basics, you got to lead. And too many times people get so, we get so obsessed with duplication that we don't understand whatever you do well duplicates sometimes. Whatever you do poorly almost always duplicates. Now you guys are about to have your first kid here (laughs) and uh, you're going to learn this. It's one of the best lessons ever. My kids, it's like, Anything I do well, it's like, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> Anything I do poorly, my wife and I are like pointing at each other. That's from you. That's from you. That's from you. That's from you. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, like they just pick up. And that's, that's the same thing with your organization. So too many times people start out and they, they sponsor because um, their energy levels are high, their passion's high, their optimism's high. And then they go through some sort of, I call it, they go through the honeymoon stage and then they go through the sophomore slump where a couple of family members quit or judge you and judge Judy's telling you how she can't believe you're doing that pyramid scheme thing. And now all of a sudden, what happens? They start trying to focus on, let's get everybody else to do the work. And Mm -hmm. those people are thinking in their minds, well, why are you trying to get me to do something when 
you you aren't doing anything at all, whether it's consciously or subconsciously, this is what they're thinking. So <clears throat> I think it's important. The first thing is, is to make sure you lead. And so hopefully when you hear the cliche, the speed of the leader, the speed of the pack, hopefully that makes a little bit more sense. So that's the first thing that I would say. So good. So many knowledge bombs. Yeah, I heard from John Maxwell, right? One of the greatest leaders or trainer of leaders, leader of leaders, really. And his philosophy is, you know, a leader, right? Joining network marketing is a great step. You're starting a business. You're going out. You're being courageous. You're willing to do what most people won't. That's step one. Becoming a leader in network marketing is really what makes the difference. And so studying people like, who, who have done it before you, mentors or like John Maxwell. Um, but he always says leaders know the way, go the way, and then show the way. So they identify the way first. Maybe someone else shows them the way. They then are willing to forge ahead and go the way themselves and are willing to do the things, are willing to do what it takes to be successful. And then when they do, they go back and bring people along with them. Now, they don't they don't say, hey, you go, just go go there. No, no. They bring someone with them and they walk along with them doing the activity, doing these steps, doing what it takes themselves and bringing someone else along and doing it with it. And I think success in network marketing at the end of the day is how many other people's success stories are you mentioned in? And that is really what shows a great leader in any capacity in network marketing and beyond. But I totally agree with that. You know, they more is caught than taught, right? We could speak till we're blue in the face, but there people are more watching versus listening. Yeah. And I, and I'm, I'm thinking about it. It's, I mean, one of the best examples I can give illustrations on it is you can't go study 1000 hours, how to play the piano and become great at the piano unless you're actually playing the piano as well. Mm-hmm. And too many people are all about, right? Like, the talk and talking about it and learning it, but true learning is actually application and applying it. So you start out with, yes, you've got to lead. Now, part of leading is now the next question is people, well, how do I lead? So I'm big on creating your daily method of operation, but as well on top of it, and you guys are really good on that. That's why you guys have, have created that for habits in your journal and, and connected all of that because, I mean, that's one of the top things, right? People have got to create, what are your daily habits? What's your daily method of operation? Some people, it's weekly method of operation. Um, they want to knock it all out, you know, day one for their new contacts or whatever. But you got to create that because otherwise you're going to lose focus. I feel like I got ADHD, which stands for dude has dreams and it's squirrel, 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 right? It's like you mm-hmm. get on and all of a sudden I'm like, wait, where was I? I'm like, here, 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 wait, I just got on TikTok for an hour. What happened? And so you got to be crazy deliberate with your time as you want to set that tone and set that example. But one of the most important principles for you to understand about duplication that goes along with taprooting as well. And taprooting is the art of sponsoring a circle of influence. Leaders sponsor circles of influence. Distributors sign up other distributors. There's a big difference. And one of these things that you have to understand, this is one of the most important parts of of duplication, is when somebody starts, I'm going to give a a couple analogies, examples. I'm going to give a graphic analogy. It's not really graphic, but hopefully I don't think it's offensive to anyone. But they're on their deathbed. They're on life support. Okay. 
anything goes wrong, right? Aunt Sally says, oh, my goodness, I can't believe you're doing one of those things. And, like, they're done. <laughs> and so the problem is, is we sign them up. We're just like, yeah, victory. Like, this is incredible. This is amazing. I'm going to Bora Bora. If she crushes this, I'm going to be retired. Like, she is the one. She's the crazy extrovert. She talks to everybody in the airplane. She can't shut her mouth at the grocery store. Like, you know. But the problem is, is if you sign them up and you don't truly sponsor them, there's a difference, then they're going to go to bed with nightmares, not with dreams if you don't do the following. If you don't get them to reach out to new people, every moment that goes by, the odds of them actually doing that diminish. I firmly believe you have to create a simple enough system. You get them into action right away. Unless it's mm-hmm. inappropriate time. It's like 11 p.m. You signed them up. But if they're going to bed and two days later, you're reaching out to them, it's not like they, oh, okay, I studied the 72.9 ways the comp plan pays. I studied all the secret magical ingredients that we have. Did you know that we have this, you know, this pending patent ingredient that grew in the Himalayas during a full moon that a sheep peed on? Like, oh my goodness, I was excited before, but now my mind is just blown. Like what happens is, is actually they, their, their fears start to catch up with them more and more and more. And Mm -hmm. so eventually two days go by and their odds go down dramatically. And then a week goes by very unlikely they ever do anything. Now there's a difference between a customer and distributor customer. That is not the case at all. They have zero expectations for a business. I'm saying the moment they decide to do this as a business, the whole set of fears set it. So I look at it as the um, life support analogy is, we got to give them some life support, some oxygen. Mm-hmm. We got to give them some help because now if we do, now maybe they've got, you know, a month worth of life in their network marketing business. And hopefully we can help them more with personal development and podcasts and get them some small wins where now all of a sudden it's six months. And then eventually we get them a little more and it's a year. And eventually they have a long enough runway. We're not even worried. We're just helping support them. And so I look at it as, is I want them to go to bed with dreams. And if they've got, if they've reached out to five people, even if those five people, none of them said yes, they're thinking in their minds, oh my goodness, if the Sally joins, this is just going to be next level, right? Whereas if not, the next day, what happens many times? We don't know what happened. Oh, I'm so sorry. I just don't have the personality. Oh, I'm so sorry. I just don't have the time. Do you think that's really their excuse? Because- that same person that says they don't have time, if they magically made, you know, two grand, I'm not making claims. This is complete example analogy sake, um, exaggeration on purpose, just to illustrate the point. If they knew they were going to make two grand in the next five days, do you think they would have time if we guaranteed? Of course they would have time. So it's time <laughs> really the excuse. No, it's not. So get them to go into bed with dreams, not with nightmares by simply making it so simple that they approach five people, even if it's customers, whatever it is, whatever strategy, each each one of you from all different companies that are tuning in, you're all going to have your secret sauce strategy. And the other thing I want you to think of, last quick analogy is, is the airplane is network marketing. You are the pilot. You've learned how to navigate. Some of you are better pilots. Some of you are just learning. But either way, you know how to fly the plane at least somewhat. Well, this new person doesn't know how to fly the plane at all. And too many times what we do is they get in the plane with us, their co-pilot, they're all excited and nervous at the same time, just like someone joining network marketing. And we say, okay, we get out of the plane 
And we say, oh, anything you need. Hey, girl, I got your back. Just text me anything you need and watch this YouTube video. And in the Facebook group, oh, my goodness, we got all these guidelines and announcements. You can just check these out. And uh, getting started is great. Our comp plan video, you know, watch the 18-minute video. And after, call me when you tell me you're 10 times more confused at all the ways that we pay. And it's like we do all of this. And they're just like, I'm out. Like eject, I'm not getting on this plane. Like I thought you were flying the plane with me. And part of flying the plane with them is you want to be able to tap root. You want to be able to create simple duplication. It's just making it so simple that you can, you can help somebody to make those new contacts right away. Whether it's an ATM Facebook group or it's a Zoom or it's a video or it's a recorded Zoom. I don't care what your secret sauce strategy is. It has to be simple enough that the person with a sales skill set on a one to 10, that's at a one or two, my mom's that person, love her to death, that she's like, oh yeah, I, I could do that. I could approach. And and I'll say this, some people you can't get to five, that's okay. Then you go to three and you can't get into three, start out with one. You mirror them as you go to create that duplication. So I think that's one of the most important, not talked about uh, principles for duplication that, you know, everyone that's tuning in, I know it's scary. And I know, I know we've talked about imposter syndrome, right? We talked about in the last podcast. I know you may have some, stop making yourself the issue just because you haven't had success. Why can't they have success? Isn't this simple? Is system simple? So stop. Well, I can't. Why? Why can't they have more success? You got leaders that had success. You have people in your company that have had success, no matter which company you're tuning in from. So stop making yourself the issue plug them in the system and help them by teaching them the right way to do it. And it'll make all the difference. I'm sorry. That's a mouthful. I love everything you're saying. And something that comes up for me in hearing you say some of this is, and I think like I kind of have, um, a different thought process about this because I came into network marketing previously having owned a business before I'd owned a brick and mortar before I knew what it took to, you know, like have a six figure loan and have the overhead every month of rent and inventory and the cost of labor. And I had franchise fees every month and like I had to hustle to break even. And there were months when I couldn't even pay myself, but I was still working 80, 90 hours a week. I knew what that was like. And I was like, that is not freedom. Like I thought owning my own, like franchise, like brick and mortar, like a juice bar. Like this is my dream. No, it was so much work. And so when I saw network marketing, I was like, wow, if I treat this the same way I treated that business, like if I treat this like a business, if I become a student of network marketing and if I pretend instead of investing whatever it was like a hundred dollars to start my (laughs) online network marketing business, um, instead of investing like the hundred dollars just to start the business, get my website up and running, let's pretend I just invested another six figure loan. I'm going to treat this very differently than had I just spent the hundred dollars. So when people come to me and they're like, how do I, how do I build what you built? I'm like, okay, I we got to set some ground rules here. Like you, you got to treat this like a business. That's I think one of the biggest mistakes I see people make is they don't treat it like a business. They treat it like a hobby and they wonder why they get paid like a hobby or they don't get paid at all. And it's like, you're going to get out of it what you put into it. So, so much of what you said there totally resonated. Yeah. And I think one, oh my gosh, a golden nugget that I knew subconsciously, but I actually hadn't heard it verbalized that way was leaders or successful people in network marketing, they don't look to sign up a distributor. They Mm -hmm. look 
to spheres of influence. They look into their network. They look into all, they're like, look at opportunity and look at the impact that will be able to be leveraged from that one person. And that is everything. Like it is awesome. Like signing up a distributor because you're like, they could go make a difference. But when you look at it, like step back, big picture, like who do I know who is very influential, who has a big sphere of influence, who knows a lot of influential people like that's who will be successful. People who are successful in network marketing probably show levels of success in other areas of their life. Don't don't prejudge them and think they wouldn't do this. They're a lawyer. Do lawyers have time freedom? I'm going to tell you, most lawyers I know do not. Is network marketing a, a vehicle to time freedom? Yes, it is. You have to be willing to work for it, but we can't prejudge people. Look for spheres of influence. Oh my gosh, such a hot tip golden nugget there. And yes. I, I think along with that is, um, it sounds bad when I first say it, but don't worry, it's not. Every dud knows a stud. I'm not judging them mm-hmm. as a human being. I would never do that. I think everyone has equal value. I mean, as far as maybe what you think their skill set is, as far as successful, Think about this. If they know you. So mm-hmm. when you start thinking that way um, and you start sponsoring these these spheres of influence, it can make the difference. Now, I get it. Some of you may have imposter syndrome and some of you may feel like you don't quite yet have the credibility. It's a lot more simple than you think. The first thing is, is really by asking the right questions. Who do you know that's the most successful person in business? Who do you know that's a successful realtor? Who do you know that has influence, maybe is an influential trainer? Um, start thinking of people that are dealing with a lot of people. And you ask this question, who do you know that's a six-figure earner that you believe? Um, who do you know that was just the best, the best at sports? They've got that successful personality. So when you start asking these questions, now when they reach out to their five, I get it. Sometimes we some of it's customers to get them small wins. I understand that. But also part of that is if you feel like you can mirror someone where you can do a good job of extracting that, the best coaches extract talent from their players. Well, you're extracting talent from your team members. That's the best way to help them and help you. Now, at the beginning, it's not going to be that easy for you if you don't, especially if you have the limiting beliefs of not having credibility. That's okay. Uh, In the meantime, you're going to be consistently talking to new people as you create your increase your skills and increase your leverage and the better you get at it uh the more you're going to be able to do it and so for me yeah i was a number one recruiter out of a million distributors and um when i created as you guys know a new brand for a three to four billion dollar company I, I had this big list of all these people i was going to contact six months later i'd sponsored one person now i'm not teaching this is what you should do the number one income producing activity is talking to brand new people. I just had gotten finally to the point where I had created the credibility and skills because before, even if I had the skills, I didn't have the credibility. So I would not have had the same results. See, it takes time where I had created a multimillion dollar organization from that duplication and, and tap rooting where I was still talking to new people constantly, but I was going from this person to helping this person, helping this person, helping this person, which was creating, right, the depth, width for show, depth for dough. And that created the fire where it created the excitement. 
And the second that slowed down, then I went back in after those six months and okay, it's time for me now because I'm not at 80% of my time spent on talking to new people. So I don't want anyone to get overwhelmed. I don't want to feel like oh, I'm not, you can keep coming back and listening to this. You can start out with simple basics of understanding it and do what Stephen Covey says, begin with the end in mind. And it's a process. I mean, that's me five years into it of doing it full time. So that's, that's just so you understand. I already talked about how I was uh, making less than minimum wage my fifth month in the business and, and couldn't, <laughs> couldn't figure it out for a little while, but I just stuck with it and kept failing forward. Mm. I love what you said of thinking of the end in mind. I, I'm big on thinking about your goal and then working backwards from that, chunking it back like monthly, weekly, daily. What do I need to do monthly, weekly, daily to get where I want by this date or by this time or to achieve this goal? Um, I think so many people don't. So many people are just like stuck in the now, but they don't have this like long-term vision of like what they're looking to create. And you kind of have to zoom out and, and do some of that. So, okay. In terms of tap rooting. So this is like actually a term that I hadn't even heard until like a year ago. Um, define that. Like what exactly is tap rooting? This is for someone that's in network marketing that has an organization, right? That has a team. And maybe there's like layers to that team. There's generations to that team, right? How would you yeah. explain it? Yeah. So I look at it this way is look, you've got like the tree that you see, but then underneath the tree, there's just roots that just keep going and going and going and going. And so it's part of sponsoring a sphere of influence. But what typically happens, the reason why people don't sponsor a circle of influence and they don't truly tap root, right? Get into the roots and go deeper and deeper and deeper is, uh, and all this stuff I'm teaching is because I did it the wrong way before I did it the right mm -hmm. way multiple times even though I was taught by one of the best of the best is I, let's say you start working with, I start working with Lance and Lance is a good friend and Lance is crushing it. And you're my leader and you reach out to me, Hey Rob, who, like who's the person you're blitzing with? Like who's your top person? I'm running with Lance. Well, you reach out to me a month later. Who, what are you, who are you working with? I'm running with Lance. Six months later, who are you running with? Like, Oh, Lance is just the best. We get comfortable working with the same person. And we get mm -hmm. stuck in what we call in network marketing management mode. So at the beginning, right, we're in the trenches and we're talking to brand new people. But isn't it so much easier if everybody else just did what you did and you don't have to deal with any of the fears of judgment or failure or rejection? So much easier. That's the dream, right? Even though we don't like talking about it out loud, all of us secretly hope that we find two or three people that are total animals that crush it. The Zog Mandino says, don't wish you were easier, wish you were better. And so we, we, we know that it's not net lottery ticket marketing, not net hoping, not net wishing, not net dreaming, not net looking around, but we still secretly <laughs> hope it is. And so we get this person, we cling on to this person. It's not how it works. Like if you want to create duplication and taproot, you immediately, if I get someone who's just a, a superstar, a potential superstar, the best way to help them is I got to help them find somebody right away that I can start working with both of them for a couple of weeks and then I'm telling this person, like I would tell my, my leader I'm working with, hey, look, I'm always going to be here for you, but pay close attention because eventually you're going to use me more for the bigger third-party type validations. And the rest, I'm going to teach you how to utilize your team. Because everybody thinks that third-party validations, whether there's three-way calls or Zooms or, or group chats, <clears throat> are always with the huge leader. And I actually love doing them with my downline. Because I like showing them I was in the trenches doing the system and following it. And it was someone they could just quickly relate with. 
And so it also creates more leverage. It also creates more of a simple duplicatable system. And so I'm telling them this and they're like, oh, well, I better pay attention. And so I'm working with them and their person, but then their next person I get, let's say it's Julie. Now I, I got to help Julie find someone. And so now Lance is, we've done two weeks, three weeks, right? Lance, okay, I'm still here for you, but I'm focusing on these people to help you. You go find another team to build and I'll help you as you find that other team as we go. And you're constantly doing this over and over and over again, because when you think about it, really like duplication is really just you're getting started. If everybody masters the getting started, it just, it doesn't end. It keeps going. And then of course, you know, later on, you know, people are introduced even more to the in-depth personal development and some of the deeper things and meanings. But when we start the newest person, uh, for me, I was, I'm really big on, on my why I had like, you know, vision statements and like dream boards and like secret things I read. I didn't want anybody to know because I was too embarrassed, right? I was too like macho, didn't tell my wife or anything. She found out like 10 years later, I'm like, oh, I read this thing like 15 times a day. But most people, right when they start, if you say, does your wife make you cry? They're just like, dude, I just want to make my money back, right? So the beginning, it's getting started. And then it transitions into a little bit deeper, Unless it's someone who has made a ton of money and they're coming into this looking to make a ton of money, then that's a little different. The masses, though, that's typically what it is. So for taprooting, biggest thing is, is you're really trying to get deep in their organization. It starts with that getting started, like I said, going going quickly. You're supporting them together, but then hopefully they can plug into a very simple system and then you can keep going deeper with newer and newer and newer people to the point of I actually teach you want to start working with people that you don't get paid on because the people that are getting paid, they're getting paid on the people you don't, which keeps them even more motivated, which also creates your insurance policy. And it also creates more leverage. If I'm working with person number, you know, I know all comp plans are so different person number 20 in my organization, and I'm only getting paid on person number eight, right? All those people, that's more leverage where all those people, I can work with one person and help an entire line and team and build that that depth as you go. Mm, so good. Yeah, taprooting, duplication are two just absolute staples as far as growing as a leader in network marketing. I love it. So many good tangible tips, Rob. Thank you so much. I want. I have now kind of to wrap it up and bring it full circle more of an overarching question, but you know, you, you've been in network marketing as a network marketing professional for like a decade. And then you've, you sold your network marketing business. You've since gone on to speak, train, coach, podcast, all the things I want to look like high level. Like what has saying yes to network marketing at, I think it was age 28 for you. What has that done for your life? Like what, what has that kind of provided in your life? Yeah. I couldn't have a more favorite question. Um, growing up, my, my dad got sick. He's still, he's still alive, but he got sick when I was really, really young and he was working an insane amount of hours and he just, he stopped and they had their own business and he played tennis with my brother and my sister and I about four hours every single day. And he grew up like filthy rich, like filthy, filthy rich. And he just kept pointing out to us. He's like, look, like money's all about creating these, these moments, these memories. 
He said, that's all it is. That's, that's the whole purpose. That's why it's important. He said, it's not about the cars or houses. That's fun. That's cool. But he's like, it's, it's about this. And so he, he told us, but he showed us. He did both. Both are important. So we understood it. So in my mind, I always felt like the most important role was to be a great father and great husband. And I knew that with being a great father and husband, it's not just about quality time. It's also quantity time. And at the tennis club, I realized I started out with five vacation days and I couldn't do that. And I always wanted to be the dad that was always there at everything, every sporting event, whatever their passions were, um, and be able to just go on insane amount of family vacations. So my favorite quote, my mantra now is die with memories, not with dreams. Die with mm-hmm. memories, not with dreams. On the last five years, I've gone on a minimum of seven family vacations every single year. I go on vacation with my wife twice a year minimum without the kids where, you know, with the kids, it's awesome, but I want to get my wife back or it's just her and I, Mm -hmm. and I've made that a point. We do date night at least once a week, my wife and I, and I find times with just my kids once a week. Well, now my two olders are in high school, started kids when we were really young (laughs) and uh, they are on the high school tennis team. And so what did I do? I'm like, you know what? I'll coach the high school tennis team for free. So six months of the year, I'm working 25 hours a week by coaching my kids doing that. Now, I'll still make seven figures by doing that. Now, that didn't happen overnight. Like I said, I had less than $400 checks. I'm just like, oh, my goodness. It took time to build the brand. It took time to create the leverage. It took time to fill forward and learn. But for me... That is what it's about. It's about creating those those memories, creating that legacy. And, and I know for me personally, that role of being a father and a husband, there's, there's nothing else more important. There's a great quote that says, you know, like, it, it, I, I'll butcher it, I'm totally butchering it, but, you know, no amount, of, no amount of success will compensate being a failure in the home. And mm-hmm. so, you know, that's what I want. I want to be there and I want to inspire more people to, to do that. And I feel like post COVID, I know people personally that were working in the corporate world 80 hours a week, that huge million dollar businesses. And they're like, we'd rather make a quarter of that and work 25 hours. They have new perspective on life, which is pretty cool. And that's why I think more and more people are going to be interested in network marketing because look, I mean, what other industry in the world do you have such a low startup with just such a cool culture where everyone's supporting each other and recognizing each other and going on trips and stuff and having time freedom? Yeah, it's work, but uh, so is working, you know, 40, 50 hours a week for the next 50, 60 years. Like everything worthwhile is work. So longer answer than you're looking for, but that for me just, you know, lights me up, gets me really excited. That resonates with me and I know us so much because that, you know, is a huge part of our why, our legacy. And as we're getting ready to welcome our firstborn into the world and become a family and everything, we just, it hasn't even fully hit us yet. Like we know it and we acknowledge it, but it hasn't fully hit us yet that, wow, we have created our life. We work from home. We can work wherever, whenever, like however much, whatever we put in, we'll get out of it, but we can welcome our baby into the world and be home with our baby. Like if I had to go back to an office like two or three weeks later after our baby's born, like that wouldn't just be the biggest pain point in the world. Or if Sandy got a certain amount of maternity leave for some job and then had to go back, like I can't even fathom that. So we are so 
grateful for that. And that is such a big part of it. And like you said, like the things, the money, it's like that tangible thing of success, right? But it's really about that time you spend and that quality and quantity, the amount of time you spend. And so you're almost like vision casting for us who are like, that is literally going to be us. That's us. We're just, we're on that path and we're going to do that. Well, I'm going to give you guys one other challenge. Last one here. Cause I haven't, I actually haven't given any challenge, <laughs> um, but since you're starting with your first year uh, and you create your own variation, when our kids turn 12, they go, cause we have two boys, two girls. So it works out that way. They go with this, the, um, they go with the opposite gender parent on a local trip, no work, nothing. When they turn 16, anywhere, they want in the world Mm. so my son who's 16 decided that he wanted to go to dubai i went skydiving and i'm the guy that wouldn't even jump from like 25 feet because i'm scared of heights so (laughs) i did it for him um we went and and rented some uh some ferraris and he got to go in with like a professional driver we tallest building we went and swam with sharks we did the little camel ride. We did the dune buggy ride. We did, I mean, I could go on and on and on. And, um, that is something that, you know, those are the type of things that just really push you to really create those memories. So that's, that's something I'll challenge you guys to, to think about as you're getting started. Cause it's just cool. I Cause our kids, this. like all of them are talking about like where and what, and, you know, each I kid love win and you know, it's just so fun. That is epic. I'm so in, amazing. I'm in for that. Yeah. I love that vision you just casted being a present parent. And truly like when I just think about like why network marketing, like why choosing this, it's the choices for me. Like it's the, it's the flexibility. It's the time freedom. It's the choices. Like this morning we were, I texted my sister and was like, what are you doing? Want to go on a beach walk? And she was like, sure, I'll be there in 10 minutes. So my sister comes with our nieces and we did this like two hour amazing walk. And I, I literally just like, it was like, as if you like are watching a movie and I just was watching this. I'm like, wow, it's a Thursday at like nine 30 in the morning. And we're on this two hour beach walk that we planned like 10 minutes ago and there's no rush to get back. And we get to just like do what we want when we want it. The freedom is why we do this and why anyone listening that's considering building a business or is building a business. And maybe you feel like you're stuck or you're like, is it worth it? Like it is worth it. It is so worth it. So Rob, thank you so much for your time, for your energy, for your enthusiasm, like everything that you poured in. I want to ask what's next for Rob. You know, that's a really good question. The thing that I've gotten really passionate about is doing masterminds. I do two a year for six and seven figure earners had 40 people at it the last one. And then I do three a year for anyone. You have a combo of both. And, um, for me, that's where I feel like I really truly have gotten to know people and scaling that around the world, um, has been my biggest focus along with just books, trying to think of how I can, how I can create that leverage. And so that's, that's where I'm at right now of, you know, how can I create more impact because as you guys know at some point of course you always want to make more but at some point you know the the happiness increases more by increasing the the legacy and making a difference and so that's my my thought process is how can i create more leverage how can i create more of a difference you know where i can keep waking up to an opportunity clock rather than an alarm clock and so that's where it's at it's been a lot of fun 
Mm. So good. So thank you so much. Ron. How can people connect with you? What's the best way for people to follow you, know how to get a hold of your books, follow your podcast, like all the things? Yeah. So Network Marketing Breakthroughs with Rob Sperry, and you guys can listen to part one there with Sandy and Wade. And then also, uh, best place, just my name, Rob Sperry on Instagram at Rob Sperry. Facebook. Um, I've got a Facebook group called The Game of Networking that currently has 50,000 members in it. It's generic. There's no pitch of any company. Um, we've got a lot of mods that I've made mods in it. It's my group. And I, um, we at one point, we counted and we had 500 verified six plus figure earners that had, had posted and commented where everyone's helping each other and we're very strict. And so that's probably the best place as far as the community goes. Mm. Um, but yeah, come, come find me any, any of those places and all of those places I'm on YouTube. I try to be everywhere I possibly can because everyone likes to learn differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Rob. It's been just amazing connecting with you so much wisdom and just look forward to staying in touch and building this beautiful life together. Thanks, guys. Such an honor. I appreciate it. Only those that can see the invisible can do the impossible. So remember, you are magnetic.